So we're in Luke chapter 8, and we're going to cover a, a particular, uh, very well-known uh, story. Jesus would go about telling this parable over and over and over again. It's found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, it's the parable of the, of the soil, or the sower, or the seed. It depends on whose perspective it is. Uh, we know that the seed is good. So it's not really the parable of the seed. The seed is good. We don't know about the sower because this sower, sometimes he throws his seed in the wrong place. And then uh, it's really the parable of the soil. And Jesus reveals that our hearts are the soil by which God is able to implant his word. And in particular, uh, in Luke, he points out that this is the word of the kingdom of God that leads to salvation. That there are people um, that they've had the, the, the truth of the gospel given to them, and their hearts were not prepared. And that's happened to all of us. In fact, I was reflecting about my own, uh, n- not walk with Jesus after, but walk with Jesus before. That, um, th- as I told you just a minute ago, I used to go to a lot of rock concerts. And there was inevitably, there was always some preacher outside those concerts. And they'd be telling you, you're going to hell, you're going, you know, I'm like, dude, not going to hell, man. Uh, you know, and for some reason, I would, always, I, I would, if I got close enough to them, I would engage them and, and I wouldn't say anything like derogatory, um, but I would, I would uh, basically say you're an idiot. <clears throat> I was the seed that fell on the path. <laughs> You know, but then as, as I, as God was working on my heart, because usually when people are really against the gospel, it's a sign that God is working on their heart. If they're just like, whatever, dude, uh, it, it's bad. But if you, if you present Jesus, if you talk about Jesus and they get mad, that's a good sign. If they want to kill you, great sign. Uh, okay. <laughs> but if they're just like, yeah, I don't believe that. I'm just kind of on my own thing. Then you're like, eh, we've got to pray that God would, would blossom your heart a little bit. Um, so I, I, I guess I, I, I don't have time to, to illustrate all, all the path um, that, that I've gone through for God to try to get a hold of 30, 60, and 100-fold uh, process. But let's go ahead. I, I want to read the whole verse, but I just want to focus for us, particularly how we can apply this today um, in our own lives. Because the, even like right now, we're going to read this, and you're either going to be receptive to it, or you're going to see it in a way in which you won't be receptive, because that's how the Word of God works. So let's uh, read. It starts in, in verse 4, and it says this, While a large crowd was gathering, and people were coming to Jesus from town to town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky soil, rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, Whoever has ears, let him hear. I just love that. He's basically saying, if you're awake to what I'm saying, if you're like, tell me more, 
then you then you're ready. And I, I know that people don't you know people don't come to church anymore <laughs> unless they're ready. So I'm I'm talking to the wrong crowd of of of, of sowers here. Um, <clears throat> but the reality is is that if you're if you are a regular uh, gatherer, you have come and said. I, I want I want to know this spiritual thing. I want to know what's in God's word, and I want to I want to see it catapult me in this life. So you're, you guys are in good shape. So whoever has ears, let them hear. Are your ears open? Yep, we're good. Okay. His disciples asked him what this parable meant, and he and he said, "The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, and you, and you, and you, and you." Um, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see, and though hearing they may not understand. And that's a reference to the prophet Isaiah, who, who was given the task of going about Israel for his whole life, where people were unreceptive to the Word of God. And he said, how long shall I preach this? When's the revival? And he goes, no, no revival for you. You get to just preach this. And for those of us, and those of us who believe in Jesus, we should be presenting the gospel regularly as much as possible without fear of, I wonder if they'll receive it or not. Because this whole story is about the sower knowing that it's not you. It's about the seed. And Jesus says the seed is the word of God. So whenever we share the word of God or share and say, can I pray for you? I'm a Christian. When we do that, uh, you know, 75% of the three kinds of seed may not <laughs> receive it, but those 25% will, and it's up to us to be sowers of the seed. Okay, so those seeing, some might not see, um, so it's, it's not up to us. So then Jesus explains. He says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. I love it. The seed is the Word of God. The seed is not you. It's not your expertise. I love uh, Paul who says, you know, I didn't, come, <laughs> I didn't come with wisdom. I didn't come with good looks, with charisma. I didn't come with much. But I came with one thing. I came with Jesus and Him crucified, and that's all you need. You just need to know Jesus. Um, so you don't, don't feel, you know, people tell me all the time, oh, I'd probably share the gospel more if I knew more. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Paul says, I know one thing, Jesus. Him crucified. That's enough. You got it. You got Jesus, everybody? Jesus, Him crucified. He died for your sins. That's it. You don't need to know the rest. If people ask you a question, well, well, what does that mean? I don't know. Let's look it up together. You know, you don't have to know. You can always discover it later. You know, <clears throat> anyway. So he says, here's the meaning. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy, and when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing they fall away. The seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those who, with a noble and good heart, they hear the word, 
retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. I, you know, I never saw that, and by persevering, produce a crop, till Wednesday when I was reading this. I don't know why it never stuck out. It's like, there's something about keeping moving forward. All right? All right, walking with Jesus. Okay. I don't have a lot of time this morning because our sacred reading went long, but I am going to go as fast as I can. Um, Jenny and I have been reconditioning our yards to be a little farm, and we're trying to help the soil of our backyard and a little bit of our front yard so that we can have thriving plants. We have the worst soil in the world. I, I guess before we got there, like in the 60s, there was, there was like fruit trees everywhere. This whole land was, was, was filled with orchards. But somehow or another, they scraped all that stuff and they, and they, they threw it under my house. Uh, so we have terrible clay. I mean, I dig in it and it's just terrible. So I, I, so I, we, we paid some guys to come by and they put down all the sheet mulch and, and everything. And we, and then we, it, you know, after the drought, the rains came and, and, uh, and, and then all of a sudden the worms came up and they're like, whoo, whoo, I can, I can, I can help the soil. And, and so it started getting better and better. We're only a couple of years into it, but we have this like regenerative farm. It, it, it is starting to happen. Uh, but still when I dig, I'm like, bad soil. Okay. I, I only get the level three. I'm not at the level four where it is producing a hundredfold, but at least it's starting to produce something. And um, on and on it goes. Okay. So there's four possibilities for the way that we can receive the Word of God. Here's possibility number one. The Word and you engage with the devil. Now, some of you are going to say there ain't no devil. That's the first lie, right? You know, the first lie is there, I, there is no me, okay? And if you believe that one, you talk to people, you're like, there's no devil. Oh, no, there's really a devil, and he, and he hates you. He is trying to kill, steal, and destroy. Those, that's his job description. That's his goals. So if things are looking like they're being stolen, um, dying, or uh, be, being destroyed, then you can be pretty sure that maybe something's going on that, that you're not attending to. And so when the Word of God, even this morning, you're, 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 you know, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not understanding the privilege of this, this story. You start to lose it. And then the enemy goes, ah, it doesn't matter anyway. You know, that doesn't work. Or it only worked for the really spiritual people, like the pastor. Word of God works for me 100% of the time, right? And he begins to institute different lies into our lives. What lives do we lives do we believe? It's like, oh, I don't have enough faith, or that doesn't really work. I mean, how many lies can we possibly believe? A lot, right? <laughs> right? And then and then he turns on you and he's like, and and you, you're a bad Christian. Have you ever had a person tell you you're a bad Christian? It's fairly common for me. I've I've had, I got letters. I have letters in my file of people. It's like, you're a terrible pastor. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And Truthfully, you're right. <laughs> you know, that's why I need Jesus as much as you. Um, you know, at some, every once in a while, as, as the principal of the school, I, I have to let a, a child go. And, and people will say, and you're a Christian. <laughs> I know, but you're a parent. <laughs> Get on that. <laughs> you know, but, the, but they always like, you know, the, and then I actually internalize it. It's like, oh, yeah, I am a terrible Christian. I'm miserable. 
you know, and the devil's like, yeah, man, and, you know, and you're ugly, too, and you're short, and, you know, he just, just, just beat you up, you know. <laughs> He's got a lot to it, and if you believe that stuff, then all of a sudden you, you forget that God, no, God has made you beautiful. God has redeemed your life. God has, has done amazing things in your life. He is, he is on his way, right? So don't engage with the devil like that. Just say, when the word of God comes, just say, oh, Lord. Take all of me, work it into my life. Even if my soil is hard, man, I am not going to listen to that voice. So devil comes and he takes it away that they cannot believe. The whole world is filled with people trying to believe stuff that's not the word of God. In fact, most arguments, and I listen to a lot of them, I, I, I listen to different podcasts where um, there, there's people debating uh, apologists, people that believe in the Word of God. And, I always, and it always goes back to the same thing. How, you know, they ask, how can you believe this? And they always ask, how can you not believe this? <laughs> you know, really, that's the end of the, both arguments. Um, because you, you have to be able to internalize the Word of God. Okay, let's go number two. Um, we engage with the temptations and the tests. The Word of God comes. And the first thing, that's why I hate, I, I hate about uh, speaking on Sundays. Because I'll talk about, like, loving your enemy. And then I just know, it's like, Lord, I, you know, on Sunday, I am really spiritual on Sunday. I work it up. You know, I pray hard. I, 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 I study. I, you know, I'm in the zone. I am ready to love my enemies today, this minute. And then the Word of God just gets tested. I get out there, and I'm like, oh, everybody's my enemy. <laughs> you know, I can't love any of these people. These people are terrible. None, none of you. None of you. You're fine. But, uh, but the Word of God gets tested, right? And it's supposed to get tested because it's either going to drive the seed deeper or it's going to carve off and die. And when the test comes, we're supposed to embrace it and say, Lord, I, I, you know, and, and I, I say this all the time. Lord, I'm not doing so good. Empower me. Because see, we're not, we're, we're not the same as these people were living here. Those of us who are Christians have the Holy Spirit to help us go deeper. And we can draw on the Holy Spirit. Christ lives in us, the hope of glory, you know, and we can say, Holy Spirit, I am not patient. Be paid, like, I am praying for patience. You gotta, you gotta pray for everything God wants for you. The Holy Spirit wants patience in you, right? And then the test comes. And then the devil comes. So you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. And the test comes. It's like, I didn't really want patience. And the word of God comes and says, no, you want to really have it. Because this is the thing that will lead you to maturity. This is the thing that will lead you to fruit. This is the thing that will expand the gospel. Okay, thank you. i got one amen out there. (laughs) You're going to be tested today. (laughs) Don't you love it, though? But see, that's the thing is, you know, Christians are a bunch of wimps. Seriously, you know, the tests come and we're like, oh, okay. Walking away. Maybe next week I'll try that again. Instead of engaging, see, that's why I'm using the word engaging. Engage the devil and say, get out of here. Engage the test and say, get out of here. Engage the world. Oh, no. 
The world is calling you. I always think of Joseph, day after day, Potiphar's wife, come lie with me, come lie with me, come lie with me. Joseph's like, nope, not doing it. Well, every day the world says, come lie with me, come lie with me, come lie with me. Sometimes you got to get serious and say no. Now, this is one of the hardest parts for us weak American Christians. Sorry. Can we confess we're weak American Christians? We love, what does he say, what does he say here? Um, the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go their way, they are choked by life's worries. Anybody got any worries? Worries, worries, any worries? Riches, got any money, got any money, got any money? Pleasures, got any pleasure? Want pleasure? Want relaxation? Want cash? Want everything to go your way? I do too. But And then it says right here, and they do not mature. This is the state of the American church. The ever not maturing peoples. And I count myself in that group. I do. I do. It's like, what would happen if I took away those three things? Things I worried about, things I wanted more of, and pleasure. Where would I be spiritually? Now, some of you are thinking, shoot, I shouldn't have come to church today. Because what if I'm responsible for this? Ah. Nothing more to say. But no, Jesus is saying to you, you're not that soil. <laughs> you're, the, you're the fourth kind of soil. What kind of soil is that? But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, they retain it, and by persevering, they produce a crop. Okay, he uses two interesting words here, and they both mean good. He says, but the seed on the good soil stands for those with a good heart, and that are good through and through. And the, the one word just means, it means morally good. It's like, I want to do what's right. That's you guys. You're like, I want to I follow Jesus. I want to do what's right. I know that's in your heart. And Jesus says, that's, that's number one. And then he says, number two, he says that, that are good through and through, meaning that you've taken the rocks out. As, as the Holy Spirit shows you the rocks, you take them out. You don't leave them there. You're like, okay, how's my walk with Jesus? If I asked you, how's your walk with Jesus today? Are you like passionate? Can't wait for more. Then you've removed the rocks. If you're like, ah, you know what? Jesus is cool. I like this church, kind of sometimes. Um, <laughs> then you're like, I got a rock called halfway. <laughs> and Jesus is like, well, you get halfway fruit then. You know what halfway fruit is? Now, I, I, here's something I do, and I, I won't illustrate too long. 
I know I'm going a little long here, but I, 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 I sprout uh, broccoli and kale and different kind of things. And, and so I have all these, I, I got a, like bags of seed. So every once in a while, I'll go out and I'll just cast my broccoli seed and my kale seed in the yard and see what comes up. And it takes, it, it has, it, it grows up. It's like, oh, look, a broccoli plant. And it'll grow up and it'll grow up and it'll grow up. And it'll give me one little, one, one little, like a little, like a, a little broccoli crown. And I'm like, dude, you are messing it, man. It's like, I am looking for what I get at the supermarket, those big ones. And it'll give me like little, like five little, Flowers going, eat me. <laughs> and I'll eat it. Don't worry. I, I, I eat everything in my yard. I'm a, like a forager. Anyway, that's what happens when you don't give yourself fully to the soil. So let's wrap it. Every time we hear a message, a podcast, read the Bible, we have an opportunity for the Word of God to go deep in us and become exponential. Back in the days when Jesus was speaking this, if you got a harvest 10 times, that was considered like, wow. And Jesus, he starts at 30 times, 60 times, 100 times. He's like, if you will do this, your life will flourish in a way that people have never seen. But I think the question is, has this really been tested? We get to the point of like number three <laughs> and go, shoot, I really want to live in the world and be a good Christian. Instead of let, seeing what would happen if the seed went all the way deep and started producing a hundredfold. I will leave it at that today. I know that's in your heart, that you want everything that God has for you. And I would love for us to go deeper, because that's what he's talking about. When that seed goes deep in the good soil, then and we nurture it. And then, and then the last thing he says, and by persevering, you see it start to wane, you're like, add more water. See it start to wane, add more fertilizer. Know what the fertilizer is? You know what the fertilizer is. It's the poop of life. And you know what the water is? It's the prayer. Say, Lord, I know, I read this and it says I should be patient or I should be kind or I should be loving or something and it's not happening. That's an effort for you to persevere in prayer and say, Lord, you have called me to have a life that's just like yours. So I want to go for it. Okay. Let's pray. Lord, it's an absolute privilege to have your words. We don't need a lot of podcasts because this thing is filled already with all the life and all the direction we need. And we ask this morning that you would drive this word deep, just like other passages of Scripture that, we're well, that we know well, that we would return back to this and, and test our hearts and say, how did this go? How far did this go into my life today? Because, Lord, you are looking for a life that is abundant, a hundredfold life. 
And we ask in your name, Lord, we know we don't do it in ourselves. We know we can't do it in ourselves. But we know by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the ability to do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so, Lord, we, we ask you to fill us with your Spirit this morning, that the areas of life where we're being tested by your Word, that you would give us strength to, to see that next place that you're calling us to. We love you, and this is all for your honor, Lord, not for us to be better Christians or look better or be something so that you'll even be proud of us. We do it because we want to honor you, our Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. You guys committed to it? You're going, oh, you're going I'm a third seed kind of guy. <laughs> Don't be a third seed kind of guy. Don't be a second seed kind of guy. Don't be a first seed kind of guy. Be a fourth seed. Jesus, we missed it, but he said to the disciples, hey, listen, I'm giving you guys the inside track. That's us. We have everything we need for a life of godliness. Everything we need. Amen. Okay. Well, I, I, I hear tables and things jangling about. Uh, so we're going to have lunch in just a minute. Let me sign off to the, my folks here online. Hey, love you guys. May you have a wonderful day. Uh, let the word of Christ dwell deeply in you. Uh, encourage, uh, be encouraged by the words and by the songs that you'll be singing this week. In Jesus' name, we'll see you next time. All right, bye-bye.